Welcome back to Barside Chats. I'm Brian the Gleeman, and this is Matt, the innkeeper. And we're... And Taylor, the... <laughs> 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 and we are... Oh, we're Jordan. <laughs> well, I didn't know Let's try it again. Hey everyone, welcome to Barside Chats. I'm Brian the Gleeman. And I'm Matt, the innkeeper. And this is a Wheel of Time podcast from the Dusty Wheel. Welcome back to Barside Chats. I'm Brian the Gleeman. And I'm Matt, the innkeeper. And we're at Jordan Con. That was Taylor, the editor reborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Taylor. We are at Jordan Con. It is Sunday afternoon. Jordan Con's wrapping up. It's been three or four amazing days. Uh, what, what What are your thoughts about Jordan Con this year? Yeah, I mean, it started like it's turned into a four day con, right? Like so many people were arriving on Thursday and early on Thursday, they were getting here and like starting to already kind of get together, have group lunches, and talk about the books and everything like that. So I remember feeling at some point at like 10 o'clock at night, I was exhausted on Thursday. On Thursday. And I was like, it, oh my gosh. It hadn't even officially there's started three, yet. There's three more days. Like, I feel like all the fans heard the call to show up on Thursdays. Yeah. And so you had a lot of people that there were social media, like, we're sending out, we're going out Wednesday night to make sure we're there all day Thursday. So yeah, that my I just thought it was just like really cool to add one more day. Yeah. Unofficially, unofficial to the Jor- to Jordan Con. Taylor, was this? I mean, this is your what, like third or fourth Jordan Con? This is my fourth Jordan Con, um, and I, I think it's been different, kind of as I've gotten older um, over the years, um, because when I first came, I think I was like eight yeah. or something like nine, I, like around nine. that. Yeah. Super you played magic with Brandon, and you did karaoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My gosh, I totally forgot about that. I won against Brandon. Right? Wait, you oh, beat no. Brandon Sanderson wait, at Magic? Wait, no, that was at no, I was at his house. I uh, um, but I stopped him from using like a sorcery or something during not his turn. He thought it was an instant. I remember that moment like, like it was yesterday. Um, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> but no, I think I've been to a multiple now, and this one was really cool because I think it always was that unsung, or I think that's the term of uh, of like Thursday is the. The first Jordan Con day, you know, you're you are specifically there early to hang out with anyone that kind of got in early. But now that like ever like there's multiple content creators and there's so many more fans because the TV show and and the Dusty Wheel and 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 everything, um, it's cool that everyone came early and we got to hang out. So, by the way, there is a video of Taylor singing. At the first, that first the oh, yeah. Jordan Con that he went to when he was like eight or nine. Yeah. Yes, we need to go find it. We need to go we find it go and find put it on the video. dusty wheel. It is amazing. Oh, that's true. I mean, we saw my karaoke. Yeah, now we got to do. We got to get Taylor's up onto the dusty wheel. We got to do it next year, though. I think he's. You sing like the Jackson Five, like ABC. ABC. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh, we totally. Oh, I, I forgot. Alive. You actually sing both. Yeah, so we got to. I think a you couple twice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I totally just remember. That's great. Um, I'll bring it back next year, twenty twenty three. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was your what was your thought, Brian? I mean, I I saw you out uh, actually just engaging with everyone. Like you had pictures and selfies and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. What was different for you this time around? Yeah. The, uh, so normally I would hang out with all the Theorylanders because that's where we started our 
our fandom. Uh, and that's when we started coming to Jordan Commons back when Theoryland was a thing. But in the last, you know, I didn't come in 2020 because of COVID. I didn't come in 2021 because of COVID. Uh, so this is my first time to come to Jordan Con as a podcaster. And uh, as, as part of the larger Twitter of time, Wheel of Time community. Uh, and so, you know, I, I kind of approached it this time as like, if I'm just sitting on the couch and talking to one person the whole time, uh, I'm not making the most of my time. So yeah. I really wanted to get out and meet some new people. Uh, my, my strategy this year was to uh, walk up to anybody that looked like nervous and off to the side by themselves and kind of introduce myself and then introduce them to other people that I knew. Yeah. And I don't know how successful I was, but there were a couple of people that I talked to and then for the rest of the con, they were just glued to these other groups of people and they had like tons and tons of friends. So I don't know if I had anything to do with that or if that's just the nature of Jordan con. You just, you come in with no friends and you leave with a hundred friends. And I, yeah. I think that's just like how it goes. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was always different for me. I, I really wanted to meet new people, take lots of selfies, be like a public face of the community on Twitter and like, just let people know that everybody wants to meet everybody else and talk. And I thought it was, I thought it was great. I had a great time. Yeah, I like that the, like what I hope at least, you know, like you said, our beginnings in theory that I want the, the heritage, you know, I want the, the just being online, talking about these books for so long. Now it's like people are finding this community and it's fun to kind of just be like, yeah, get on in here. Doors open, come on you in. You can talk about all the... All the theories you were wrong about, right about, yep. whatever. We want to have those conversations. Uh, that was, yeah, I think that was a lot, a lot of fun. And like Taylor, you were saying, uh, part of what we do, you know, doing the kind of live shows, like w having that Sunday show today, at least for me, like having a Sunday show where it's like the end of the con, going back over all the things that happened, having just everyone kind of group in together and start asking the audience. I love that. Like, what was your favorite memory of kind of the, the live stuff that we did with JordanCon. I mean, at JordanCon. Um, it was cool to be kind of in, right, I haven't really read the books yet. Uh, and We know. <laughs> I haven't really read the books yet, uh, but no. Uh, and so I don't really know Wheel of Time knowledge and like, and I can't really make theories yet or anything. So it's just... I'm still not within Jordan Con in that sense, and so, but being invited on uh, on Malkier Talks uh, kind of show and that was um, great, and coming on to Barside Chats and and Nablus calling me out, so like like it's fun to be invited, even on my, my side, uh, to be kind of a part of the community and see how that's been growing. Because I think now, after since the show's been done uh, for the first season um, and our after show and everything, and not only that, but new fans that are just coming off from the TV show, I think it's just been cool to... Now, first of all, I do know some Wheel of Time stuff because uh, I was a part of that. And so, I don't know. It's just been a cool, growing experience. You guys have been to a bunch of Jordan Cons. Do you feel like the audience this year is different? Do you feel like the, the show brought a lot of people in? Or do you feel like it was still mostly book people? I think it was a lot of book fans still. I mean, I think we have one season, right? Season one of a TV show. And a lot of engaging online with the community consistently is probably going to be mostly book fans that want to re-engage because the show kind of reinvigorated their excitement for it. So from my experience at JordanCon was 
like a lot of book fans that didn't even realize there was a Jordan Con. But because they had engaged, now they know and they were here. Right. I would kind of expect that to change if we get more seasons. Yeah. Well, we definitely get season two. Or do you mean like season yeah, three, Yeah, like if we get season three. Oh, yeah, you're going to have people that have watched this show one season one through three, and they can't wait for season four. Yeah. And there's like certain actors that they're really excited about. Maybe we get an actor to show up at a Jordan Con. You know that what I mean? would be incredible. Because when you yeah. start having that kind of engagement with fandom, then you're going to appeal to a broader audience. Yeah. I think a lot of people that just watch the show might be intimidated by something like this. I right. mean, Taylor talks about that like, oh, I don't know all the theories. I don't know all the, right. you know. I think it's not that it is necessarily that intimidating here. It's it can be perceived that way probably. Right. So I think, but as the show kind of gains more of a following, and we get multiple seasons, like like you said, a season three, I think we see a lot more here at JordanCon that are just show fans. Yep. But I I did meet some. There I think there were some here. It just wasn't that much. I think a cool thing to think about too is um, how let's say right the show gets its eight seasons i think that's what rafe said at some point um yep. kind of that arc eight season arc it, that's going to be over the course of probably more than 10 years and so you're going to have people that like right now have read the books for 20 years but you're going to have right. like actual viewers of the show for at least half that time but right. like a decade of knowing the wheel of time in some sort of medium that's like going to bring in some hardcore TV show Wheel of Time fans, and I think yep. you're going to get a lot. I think that's just going to be a cool mix of book-like mega fans and TV show mega fans, similar to Game of Thrones and stuff like that. So yeah, totally. I'm excited to see how that builds. I am too. I I noticed this year that um, a lot of the panels, uh, certain panels were like really packed with the uh, the new fans because I don't know the the. Panelists were content creators in the community, uh, podcasters, YouTubers, you know, TikTokers, etc. And uh, and then some of the uh, other panelists, other panels, maybe didn't have as much people. Or they had like more of the old school Jordan Con attendees. Um, so I thought that was like a really interesting split. And I wonder how that's going to change over time uh, as as we get more content creators or, or more people are exposed to more content creators. What's good is I think it is bringing like if this makes sense, you haven't people that probably came here to also meet up with Twitter of Time people, for example. But they were introduced to, like, older, you know, right. the older guard of, of individuals right. that are on panels and were like, oh, who are these people? Like, oh, they're, they're right. interesting. They, they Maybe they're not on social media talking about this, but they have something to say. And vice versa. You have some of the kind of older Jordacon attendees that probably met, like, whoa, these are really interested, excited fans that right, are really right. engaging. Like, if the two... Uh, the two panels last night, like you had, I think it was like the 8.30 and 10 o'clock last night, yep. were packed. They were packed. Wheel of Time. And those were mostly content creator focused, if not all the way on those right. panels. And you can tell a lot of people came to kind of get together and be with their communities that they've kind of built up around those. And so, yeah, those were packed. I just walked in. I was like standing on the side of the, uh, the wall like, whoa, like this is very, very popular. So right. that was fun to see that because sometimes like – late on a Saturday or whatever, some of those panels just empty. Right. People are off doing the dance or they're just drinking over here, or poker, or gaming, whatever it is. But to see people so engaged late on a Saturday night with more Wheel of Time content means I think that they picked good panel topics yep. and good panelists yep. uh, to kind of keep the excitement going. And I think it'll even get better as we get more, you know, some of the panelists here is our first panels. My first panel, I was on a panel on Saturday for episodes one and two 
uh, kind of reviewing that with, with a couple of people. Critter from TikTok was on there. Rob from Alkier Stock was on there. Uh, and Matt Reyes from Twitter on Time was on there. And, and we talked about uh, episode one and two. And it was, it was like super fun. I thought our panel was fairly successful. Um, but, you know, it, for a lot of us, it was our first panel. And, you know, next year, if we do another panel, it'll be even better because we'll have more experience. I, I just think that uh, uh, the, as wildly successful as this JordanCon has been, it's going to be even better next year. And I, I think we have potentially outgrown this hotel. And, and so I know we have one more year at this particular hotel in Atlanta. Uh, and it sounds like the year after that, we might be moving to a bigger space with more opportunity for more stuff. So that's going to be really cool. No, I think on that same vein, it's been cool to see because right, this isn't like Comic Con level of people, um, and but it does have all the things of like, uh, I mean, the con suites, I guess something specific, but like you have kind of this food and these meals uh, throughout the day, and then you have p- panels that are being uh, like attended like crazy, and then you have karaoke, and you have like uh, the dealers hall and all this stuff, and now with all of the. Um, content creators even in the lobbies you're having like like when neighbors or Malcolm like talks impromptu or us, panels basically. like you have impromptu panels yeah. of like and then people watching online because that's what like youtube has been the big thing recently over the pandemic yep. it's been so cool to see that like we have pretty much just like filled the space and like made the entirety of this hotel right here like all jordan con so i think that's been cool that's an interesting point. Like the amount of impromptu things that are going on yeah. is growing. Probably it's growing. You know? Like yeah, like we're on Mount Your Talks, right? right? We're doing, the pod- yeah, we're doing a podcast right now. <laughs> just hanging around the just hanging yeah. around in the lobby. Uh, I think that's going to continue. Uh, we have obviously, for example, WatCon is coming up. WatCon's coming up first year this summer. So I would imagine a lot of fans were like, "Wait, I couldn't make JordanCon," and or people that came to JordanCon were like, "Wait a second, I want to see these people again in yep. a couple months." We can we can have more time together as a community, so that'll be fun to hopefully see other cons. Like we have spoiler con also is in I think September. Yep. There's other kind of wheel of time related cons that are coming up. Communities. I mean, again, we only have what a, a thousand or something people here. Yep. Uh, twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. So yeah, I guess you look at this and you say, okay, there's got to be more than twelve hundred fans out there. So there's like space for like fandom to continue to grow, which yep. is fun to see. Yeah, absolutely. What were your favorite? What was your favorite moment from this weekend? Favorite moment of this weekend? Okay, so honestly, it has to be uh, that last live stream we did out in the yeah the la- the last live stream we did out in the lobby. You know, I-, I just loved the idea of everyone kind of gathering around. There's like four layers of fans just hanging out there. And just having a conversation about what people loved, what they didn't love, having fun, you know, like doing trivia, like the the theory trivia that I torturously forced people through of like (laughs) answering theory related questions, you know, but just basically I can see the love from the community that they have for each other, you know, just talking with everyone. They're so excited about just meeting up and hanging out, right? Like, again, this is a great time to be a geek. It continues to be a great time to be a geek, you know, Um, and I just I guess I I love that this community wants to get around not to like just complain, complain, complain about like, woe is me and nothing. I don't get what I want as a fan, but they want to get together and just enjoy their love for the series. Right. So, Taylor, do you have a favorite moment? I do. I think 
um, specifically, it's my first Jordan Con married. And so it was cool to kind of like share it with someone um, that wasn't just my dad uh, right, who right. has been in it like already, you know, like um, Tayan and I both don't like we haven't really been uh what's the word like de- like enveloped or what i don't know uh we have yeah that's right into the wheel like the wheel of time so i think it's been cool to kind of meet people from last year um because i think in the same way um the past couple years have been like the r- real jordan con experiences because i've been old enough to really like take it in you know not like a kid coming to jordan con and volunteering or something like that you know um so i think it was cool to like be here uh and i think then to just talk off kind of what you said our last live stream was cool because it really has been a crazy year like with the after show and our like and the trailer guide on and and then the show releasing and then besides that a year and a half of live adaptations so it's just like it's just been like a crazy experience and to meet so many fans that have been there through through that and been like yeah i watched your halloween episode of that forsaken thing and you're like that was so long ago (laughs) like that's crazy you were there so yeah Yeah. that's wild that's wild um i i think what was your i mean yeah my my favorite moment um i mean i thought the uh the amazon prime answering questions for it so the q a with amazon on uh friday afternoon uh with uh we had for those of you didn't attend there was a video shared by amazon with rafe with daniel hanny with marcus uh with kate fleetwood uh who plays uh leandrin and with uh uh, one of the costume designers i I forget her name i'm sorry cease musadin yes um and that was that was really cool because it for me it kind of jazzed me up about season two in a way that I hadn't been since the end of, since season one ended. Yeah, because um, I've been very much like, oh, it's not coming out till next year, and and now I'm like, oh my god, they're working on it right now. This is so cool, you know. So I, I thought that was a really really powerful moment. Yeah, I I had forgotten about that, but yeah, some really great answers about season two. Yeah, uh, you know, helping us kind of as fan book fans define what this is going to be, right? Like. We're going to Falma. Going to Falma. And we had every reason to believe that because of the information, not leaked, but there was a survey that being done about season one and season two. And then the survey ends and it says, it kind of describes what's going to happen in season two. Right. And it talks about, you know, Rand making it to Falma. We, as book fans, were like, okay, that makes sense. Of course, that's what should happen. But we were all wondering how they were going to consolidate Tyr and Falma. We don't know yet, but we do know Falma is kind of our direction. That's where we're going. And so it's fun to have a little pieces of kind of nuggets of information like that. Getting Avienda, you know, having that released while we're here at JordanCon. I know I was hopeful. I'll be honest. I was hopeful for a season three green light. Because as fans, you kind of want to know, like, we're going to get more of this. So it's fun. We can... It's worth theorizing, right? Right. Imagine Jordan was like, only wrote two books. Right. And there were no more. We wouldn't have spent the last 20 years theorizing about his books. You right. You know what I mean? Uh, right. So knowing we're getting more seasons, I think, and I'm still hopeful, maybe like May, June, once they're done shooting, that we'll find out that they've been greenlit because Amazon's liking what they're seeing. You right. You know what I mean? So I think uh, the cast and crew contributing to Jordan Con every year more and more. More and more. Because this feels like more. 
Yep. Uh, do you think, Brian, we're going to get a cast or crew member next year? It depends on whether they're filming during that time period. I feel like if they're not filming, we might get somebody. But if they're filming, there's there's no chance because they'll all be they'll all be overseas on location filming something. Well, then I guess they hope they start filming like now. July, August, yeah, right. the latest. They get like know? a month get off, done, and then they and then go back, back and film season three. Because yeah. I think we thought they were going to be done by March. Right. But they kept going, which I'm glad they did. It sounds like they're spending a lot of time in Morocco, whatever it is. Uh, so to me, that's like, okay, good. Maybe they're giving us kind of the ending that we want. But I do, yeah. I'm hopeful they're done next time. I'd love to see them show up. It doesn't matter. You know, maybe Rafe shows up or something right. and um, and talks to fans. I, I know how much fans love that about Brandon Sanderson. Right. His engagement with them, even right. when fans, he didn't do the thing fans wanted him to, maybe in writing the books. He was still really engaging, and I, I hope that we can see more of that Rafe over this year or maybe even here next year. Taylor, is there somebody from the cast and crew that you would want to show up next year? Daniel Henney, because he knows who you are, right? <laughs> well, him and I are already getting lunch and You're stuff already buddies. Uh, yeah, this okay. week. Gotcha. So, gotcha. yeah, that's not really uh, – I've already seen him. Um, no, I think the person that I think has been the most interesting to talk to has been um, Yosha, Yosha Strasky. I think he's he's very like like I th- he's read all the books. I think right? Didn't we yep. hear that on the yep. stream? Um, so he's read all the books and like he's Rand um, and like I think it'd just be a cool. It, it, it's just one of the biggest main characters of a story ever, yeah. and so I think to kind of hear his perspective of what. Um, and this is like a very specific answer, but like hearing his perspective over this character at the beginning of of the creating the creation of it, I think would be super cool to kind of uh, get a mind into. Besides the entire cast, obviously, I'd love to see everyone, but I think uh, Yosh has been the person I've been wanting to talk to the most. We have to talk about the Avienda casting, okay? With Ayula yeah. uh, Smart, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I lo- oh, again, I haven't seen any of her work. This happened when they cast the original cast members. Right. Everyone was like, had opinions, hot takes immediately. I have zero hot takes at this point because right. I have. I know she's in Killing Eve. Yes. Um, she's great in Killing Eve. Is great she? show. Okay. Great I have show. not seen Killing Eve, but that's like, again, I, I want it. We'll do a becoming. We got to do an essential Avienda and a becoming yep. Avienda shows because I really want to get into the character of Avienda, look at her work, and see how well. They, I mean, Kelly Valentine Hendry has done a great job of giving us good casting. I, yes, I mean, the hardest core um, fans that hate the show will be like, I hate all the choices. Whatever. Right, right. But even people that don't like the show will be like, well, the casting, I'm not saying the casting's not good. I'm just saying the writing's bad. Or right, right, the, right. The costumes, the CGI, whatever. They're, they're, they're always, but they're usually the one consistent piece has been the cast. Yeah, the cast. Has so been good. I have zero reason at this point from everything they've cast before that why Iola wouldn't be an amazing Avienda. You right. know what I mean? Like at this point, yeah. And she's getting in season two. Yep. That means you can't have Tigraine. Right. And bring in Aiel that aren't just as amazing. So I would imagine they're not going to give us Aiel that are just kind of like, hey, how you doing? We're looking for somebody. Right, right, right. It's going to be like. Battles. They're not going to be soft wetlanders. They're no, going to be. No. We're going to see battle-hardened kind of. Yeah, we're going to see that. And so, seeing her as Avienda, we're going to see some crazy stuff like we saw with Tigraine. And I think everyone's going to love it as much. Uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I totally agree. I, you know, I, I was telling somebody um, shortly after that, 
I thought to myself, like, I don't remember who my headcanon was before Ayula was cast. Like, oh, really? Like, okay. I'm just sitting yeah. here, I'm like, trying to imagine, what did I think Avienda looked like? Because now she's completely replaced already. Yeah. And, and that wasn't true of the original cast. When I watched, uh, when I saw, like, uh, Daniel Henney as, as Lan, I was like, okay, that's not how I pictured him, but I'm sure he's great. Uh, Moraine, uh, Vazamund as Moraine, I, I thought was pretty close, but not exactly what I imagined. Yeah. Um, Nynaeve and Egwene were totally not what I imagined. Um, and, and Yosha looks looks walks talks breathes like Rand so <laughs> he was probably the only one that I was like yeah like, like perfect but watching the first season I now can't picture anybody else in those roles yeah you know and um Zoe Robbins just yeah. nails 90 nails 90 yeah. like, parents are my favorite parents are favorite I, I really love I, parents my favorite I think Perrin and Marcus. then, uh, yeah, Marcus and Yosha, I think, are the two that, like, they, they I, nailed it. They yeah. nailed it. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. I think Zoe Robbins killed it, too. So, so I'm, like, super, super, super hopeful that Ayula is going to kill it. Like, she's going to be. Well, again, it's like, I, it'd be shocking if, considering what, again, how they presented the Ayula. It'd be so shocking to see them drop the ball. Drop the ball on that. Because right. fans, they just saw how fans reacted, right? I anticipate lots of changes in season two. On viewer reaction, not just book fans, right. but I'm sure they were like, uh, what did fans say about episode eight? We didn't get the battle. We didn't get, yeah. it was kind of like a little bit of a downer of like, I expected higher things because of Tarwin's Gap and all the excitement around right. it. Well, it sounds like two months in Morocco, we're going to Falma, we're going to yep. get something big. So in the same way with like, they know they nailed the Aiel, so I have a hard time believing them not just going like, just sitting into that. And giving us more of that. Does right. that make sense? So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, there's some acting chops. But honestly, Avienda as a character in the books, I love Avienda. But it's not like she's like this really, like, heartfelt, right. she's like, not like emotionally a engaging. Super nuanced character. No, she's like, just uh, a strong woman who don't need no man, but she loves her man. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like that's, you know? So, yeah, like, in other words, like, it'd be shocking to me. Like, I think she'll probably bring some depth. I think like, so too. I think yeah. Avienda will have more character than I ever imagined her in my, in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I actually that's where I like uh, the actor that plays Min. Right. I can't wait till we get more Min because Min is a there's like a depth to her character that I'm hoping that they would actually get into. And I know I, we will season two. I would expect more Min, like right. much more, if you will. So, right. well, uh, last week at the JordanCon hype episode that we recorded with Vance. Yeah. Um, you said you were most looking forward to the origins of the wheel panel with Michael Livingston. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, that was so fascinating because as people that follow us at the Dusty Wheel know, we've done Robert Jordan Notes panels, yep. right? Um, we don't have and I don't have access to all the notes, but Michael Livingston did get access to all the notes. Everything. He said they didn't, they didn't hold anything back. That's amazing. Like, there's there's a lot that is not in the archives and available to people to look at. Um, so the fact that he got all that, I can't wait for him to fill in a lot of the gaps because the notes I do have, there's lots of gaps, right? He, just the stuff that he mentioned about Nynaeve in that panel, fascinating. Then we got a chance to speak to him, right? And the stuff that he said about, like, Nakomi coming from multiple sources. And, right. okay, well, I can tell you this. The notes I have... I can't find that, but he has. He's seen notes. Yeah, that he's do, got proof that Nakomi right? came so from like, multiple sources. Yeah, like, and he's he said he's able to quote 
he he's quoting the stuff, you know. Right. So, I, I there's so much hype, I guess, at this point. Like that's the next big Wheel of Time thing to drop, other than like a trailer. Right. The next piece of Wheel of Time knowledge coming out I mean, to us is no. And it's canon. And it's canon. And it's right? canon. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like well, some of it is uh, Livingston's like opinion about things, but he he said he worked. We talked to him this morning, and he said that he worked very hard to draw a line between this is what I think and this is what is fact, and this is yeah. what is canon. And so there's going to be a lot in that book that it's just going to it's going to be new canon that we can that we can point at uh, and and do and yeah yeah we're like six months away from six that. months away until it comes like until it comes out maybe yeah. six in a little bit but I'm I'm hoping some we'll get some uh, I mean I guess it's November yeah six and a half maybe months we'll yep. see this and I, I'm excited like. That is like a fun Christmas kind of ending, you know. Yeah. Like I was like, "Yes, everyone hopefully like gets this." Because in my head, I'm like, "If this thing is successful, maybe they'll let them go back into the and notes, do it again, and yeah. do more." Yep. Like, why wouldn't we want that? Like, every right. fan out there hate the TV show, sure, but as the a more huge book fan, stuff? more book stuff, yeah. more understanding of Robert Jordan's vision for things, why wouldn't you want it? So, like, if you're listening to this podcast, please go pre-order that book. Uh, like seriously, as fans, we want Tor, and the we want Harriet, Tor. and you know we want all of them to get around the idea of Michael Livingston digging back into the notes and giving us more of an understanding and more of an authorized understanding of what's happening. The big, uh, I guess, press release or the big moment in that panel was he did announce that information about Nakomi will be in the book, and it's coming out in November. In January, it was supposed to be the 10-year anniversary when Brandon could spill the beans. Yep. Brandon Sanderson was supposed to keep it a secret for 10 years, but he can now spill the beans uh, in, uh, in January. So uh, we're actually going to find out about Nakomi two months earlier than planned, and the whole panel like erupted in, in applause and screams and crying and weeping and gnashing of teeth. And uh, I'm super, super stoked about that. Do you think it's possible for the Nakomi revelation to live up to the hype? I mean, for, for us at Theoryland, I mean, for, for the theorizing populace of the Wheel of Time fandom, I don't think anything like that can live up to the hype. Sure. But maybe by Michael Livingston. What I mean by that is he's going to give us a historical, uh, scholarly view of this. Sure. So the, just the very reveal of, like, who is Nakomi will probably be like, oh, that's one of the... 15 theories that we had right right okay that one's good we were right but i think his explanation of it will be really compelling sure. and i think talking to brandon afterwards would be really, really compelling like to say you know what were your thoughts about writing nakomi into this right. like why what was the motivation why did you include it what did you think about michael said this how do you feel about his work whatever that'll be a fun conversation to kind of keep going is like Michael talking about it, and then Brandon being able to talk. We can actually talk about it now. Right. You know? And and another thing to point out, uh, for those of you who were not at the panel, uh, I'm not even sure he made this clear at the panel, but he made it clear this morning. Michael is writing about the outer wheel of time. It's the wheel of time as it relates to the real world, not the in-world right. stuff. Yep. So we're going to get a lot of new information that's canon, but it's a lot of it's going to be like how... Like, for example, Nakomi relates to real-world mythology or legend or people or places or whatever. We're not necessarily going to get, like, Nakomi's relationship to 
the wheel or, or, or yeah. the wheel or something like that. Like unless unless there's a real world connection that explains that. Yeah, maybe maybe he doesn't dig into it all the way. You know what right. I mean? But I mean, I think a book like that, even for like Taylor, for example, it's like, how did Robert Jordan put together his story? I think right. that would be an interesting story for you know audiobooks for people that maybe aren't going to read the books but are really fascinated by what made Robert Jordan such a successful author. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Um, what else? Anything else we should we should cover? Yeah, I think uh, I just want to say you know huge thanks out to all the fans that showed up. You know they believed all of us and gave it a shot to show up here. That is, I mean, now I, my favorite moment, if I had to pick a moment, was that like cathartic end of Jordan Con. Let's talk together as a fandom right here. But my favorite moments were actually meeting all the new people I had never met before, right? Yeah. Like just saying hi, like that is, I know people, people maybe think I'm totally extroverted, but it does, I am just like them, which is like, it's awkward to walk up to somebody new and be like, hi, what's your name? You right, know, right. hi, Matt, where are you from? Whatever, you know, it's like doing that over and over again is, is awkward and can, whatever. Like, I know it's not necessarily the most comfortable thing. So like you, I tried to make that effort this time more so than I had ever done in the past. And it was like so fruitful, like, people came up and they were it was so fun to find out from them at the end of the con that they really enjoyed themselves they're coming back next they're year coming back next know? year yeah. yeah that's a big that's a big deal yeah absolutely so i i just thank you to everyone out there that's if you're listening and you did show up or you want to show up next year do it Let, do it yeah there's no reason not to yeah you know, and and like we said last week and we'll say it again we come to this it's partly for the panel the panels are fun let's just they can be fun but the real thing is to <laughs> is to meet all the people, meet the friends, make new friends, you know, socialize with the people that we've been talking to face-to-face, but we've been talking to online for years. It's just really awesome. And also, as like a personal note, like today's my birthday, and uh, it was really, it was tough last year and the year before, I'm sure a lot of us had this problem where we spent our birthdays relatively alone because of of the pandemic. Um, And this was an opportunity for me to spend my birthday with hundreds of my closest friends on the internet in one place. Uh, and Rob from Malkier Talks, it's his birthday as well. And so I got to spend uh, our birthdays together. That was really awesome. And so this has just been a great weekend. And yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, Taylor, thank you very much, man. Are you uh, excited for season two of The Wheel of Time? I think I actually this morning, but maybe our everyone didn't view that. Season two of The Wheel of Time, what do you think? Um, I'm excited... I think I'm very uh, similar to a lot of the other fans in saying that I think episode eight left it off not where I wanted right. it. Right. Um, and I know, and I'm not blaming anyone, like, pandemic and everything, and totally makes sense why. So I think I'm excited to see what they bring in a second season because I think from episode one to episode seven, I was, like, ecstatic. Like, I thought it was, like, amazing how good episode seven is like it, it it's just beautiful and so i'm excited to see what that turns into for a whole nother eight uh, eight episodes or what how how many episodes was it? yeah eight episodes eight episodes yep. um season so i think i'm i'm excited and i'm excited to do this, the, the dusty wheel for the next <laughs> five years decade yeah, yeah. <laughs> so five or ten it'll, years. it'll be fun yeah absolutely who, to a to a decade of the Dusty Wheel coming up. Brian, I'm as always, thanks, man. Super stoked for season two. Cannot wait. Uh, and, and with all the revelations we had this weekend, I think we got plenty to talk about for the next 
you know, six months till the origins of the wheel comes out, in which case we'll have even more stuff to talk about <laughs> until the actual season two comes out, uh, plus all the casting announcement, plus all the rumors, plus all the theories, yeah. plus all the becomings and essentials and all that stuff. It's going to be going to be awesome. But uh, why don't we leave it there? It's been an amazing Jordan Con. It's great to see both of you in person, face to face. Uh, so, Taylor, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, and Matt, it's always great to see you here. Yeah, man, we did it. We made it through another Jordan Con, and now it's that whole like slog until the next one. However, WatCon this Con? summer, I'm out. I'll be there. I'm master of ceremonies at WatCon. Master of ceremonies at WatCon. Yeah, That's quite the promotion. Yeah, it, well, obviously, Kate and, and Michael are going to be there. If you don't know who those, they, they, they narrate the Wheel of Time. Audiobooks. Yeah, uh, Michael Kramer and Kate Redding there. And then Daniel Green Daniel will Green's also be, be there. at yep. that WatCon. And I just know a lot of Wheel of Time fans will be there. And I, I can't wait to just get, to get together. And hopefully we know more about Season 2. So this summer, kind of carry on more discussion into the fall when we get those books and back next year with the next season. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Let's leave it there. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're a fan of the podcast, please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next time at the bar side. Barside Chats is a Dusty Wheel production, jointly hosted by Brian the Gleeman and Matt the Innkeeper. If you would like to support this podcast, please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, or you may email us at podcast at thedustywheel.com.